Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. You know, whether, however it comes, we want to we wanna bless the Lord. We have every opportunity to, um, to give Him praise. I'm just uh, going to rehearse just a little bit of what we shared last week. Uh, we're going through the book of James. James is... Um, was the brother of Jesus. He wasn't the James that was one of the apostles, uh, Peter, James, and John. Um, He was Jesus' brother who didn't believe in Jesus until after the resurrection. And then it goes on to say that the book was written, he was writing to the 12 tribes of Israel. But you know, the Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God as well may be perfect and entire, not lacking anything. So you don't want to disregard doctrine. You don't want to disregard the word as we're going to see see, uh, as we go through uh, the book of James because There's not only power in the blood, there's also power in the Word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, you can have power but never use it. For those of you that are sensitive, just hold on. You know, you can own a 45, have it strapped to you and somebody uh, attack you, but you never pull it out. You never use the power. You don't like that illustration. Uh, We've got, um, I know you would. We've got uh, outlets all over this uh, room, and uh, some of them are hardly ever used. But you know what? If you stick your finger in those, two fingers in those holes, you'd find out there's power. There's power in the blood, there's power in the Word of God, but the Word of God is only as powerful as what we allow it to, as what we begin to do with it. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that uh, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Last week, I had some complaints about being too close to the pulpit uh, because of the mic, so I'm going to kind of stay away from it a little bit, see how that goes. But he says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials. We should have a church full of joyous people. We have anybody gone, has anybody gone through a trial? You might be going through a trial, and if you're going through a trial, you ought to be the happiest person in here. Hallelujah. When I was a little bit fitter, I'd just dance. I'd just do a little dance. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We could still do that. 
Anyway, so trials are for your benefit. Ooh, is that right? Trials are your benefit. He says here, he says, let patience, patience comes from the trials if we allow the trial to help us. He said, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, mature, complete, and lacking nothing. How'd you like to get to where you're lacking nothing? Hallelujah. And then he, uh, he talked about, uh, if you lack wisdom, let him, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and abrades not, but let him ask in faith. Who gives to all liberally. Now we're going we're gonna to get to uh, later on in the scriptures in this particular chapter where, God ta- uh, where James talks about how, how, God, how God is good. And he always pours out what is good upon us. We've got to get it out of our head that he's the one that's uh, putting the screws to us. That's the only way I can think of saying it right now. He's not putting the screws to you. He's not the one trying to get you to fall. The Bible says that he, he made us, when we were dead in trespasses and sins, he made us alive and he raised us up with Christ and seated us with Christ in heavenly places. He's not putting you down, brother. He's lifting you up. He's lifting you up. Thank you, Lord. He goes on to say, he says in verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and ta- driven and tossed by the wind. And then he starts in verse 7, which I had to listen to my own sermon to see where I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised you come back sometimes. <laughs> no, it was good. The word's always good. Turn to somebody and say, the word's always good. We might have to bear bear with the deliverer, but uh, the word is always good. Hallelujah. God even used a donkey to preach the word. Hallelujah. If he can use a donkey, he can use me. So bless the Lord. We're going to look at verse 7. He says, uh, well, let's read verse 6 again. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And before, and I want to let you know that is not a judgment. That is a circumstance of not having faith. God is not judging you because you're weak in faith or because you lack faith. Now, Jesus did talk to his disciples and say, you know, uh, they're in a storm. They're ready to sink. The boat's going down. Jesus, save us. We're perishing. And then he rebukes the wind and the sea and he says, where's your faith? How about that? Where's your faith? And he told them that they had little faith. 
When it, uh, when it came to uh, casting out a demon, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus were up on the Mount of Transfiguration. They came down. The rest of the disciples uh, were presented with a case where a, a demon-possessed boy, and, Jesus, and they, said, uh, they said to Jesus after he cast it out, and they were in private, how many of you know it's good to ask Jesus why things don't work? <laughs> Hallelujah. Good to ask some questions. How come we couldn't cast him out? Jesus said, because of your faith. That is not a judgment against them. It's an encouragement for them to go for more. Say, well, I don't want to ask for more. The, one of the reasons we, we are afraid to ask because we're not sure what God will give us. But the scripture says that God is good. Yes. He's good. Katie says, well, how far are you going to get? How, far, how long are you going to take to get through the book of James? Halfway through the tribulation or the millennium. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So he says, do not... Uh, for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything of, from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. So in other words, we gravitate, we gravitate from one thought to another. You're going to have trials, but do you have more faith in the trial or do you have more faith in the God who... Uh, who made the heavens and the earth, and he couldn't, and he can turn it around. You know that he is able to raise the dead back to life. And if Jesus waits another hundred years, we're all going to experience. Unless you're Abraham, I think he was 175. I don't think I want to go that far, <laughs> but. If you make it to 170, but if he comes, but if he tarries, we're all going to experience death, but we will be raised. Really, our spirits don't die. Our spirit man is alive, our body dies, but Jesus is going to resurrect our physical body. So if God can do that, what is our little trial that we're putting up with? You say, well, how, well, you know, how am I going to get that faith? Well, Paul says in, uh, in Romans 10, faith comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God, Hear, hearing by the rhema of God, by the spoken word of God. You can get the spoken word from reading your Bible and then God will highlight. You know, I go through my Bible and I highlight it. I like to highlight my Bible. That way when I open my I open my Bible, then I can see, well, I like that scripture, so I jump to it. But there's, you need to read the scriptures also that you don't underline. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen a little, have you ever seen those little promise box and you just take one out every day and it's a promise? Yeah, I never saw the one in there, the promise where Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. <laughs> I never seen that one in the box, but that's a promise. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you are in him, then you overcome the world with him. Thank you, Lord. So if 
we are not receiving, if we're, if we're not receiving, we need to remember God is good. God is liberally. God gives liberally. He abrades not. And it doesn't matter whether the winds are blowing, the, uh, the, the storm's blowing, and the wind's howling. No matter what, God can change it. Yes. Uh, we used to uh, be real close to a black church, and they uh, would... Oh, we just love to go down there. And there was this song that they sang. It's a real simple song. Some of you might remember it, but it goes, Late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. He's going to work in your favor. He's going to turn it around and around and around and around. You know what? God's going to turn it around. Do you know, above the clouds, the sun always shines. <laughs> well, God can part those clouds at any moment. Hallelujah. Well, let's get on. He says in verse 9, he says, let the, bro- let the lowly brother, and this, he's talking here about uh, financial. He says, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation. Okay, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with burning heat uh, than it withers, than it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man will also fade away in his pursuits. There's a couple of things there. One, how is the lowly guy going to exalt? Well, we are exalted in heaven. We are raised up. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are exalted. You are exalted because you have been delivered from the powers of darkness. You are transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. You are no longer a loser. You are a winner because God says that he always leads us into triumph. He who believes in him will not be put to shame. Some of you are so shameful, you won't admit you have shame. (laughs) You know what? It makes life so much easier when you don't put on a facade. It's so true. Oh, man. When you don't have to make, make out like you're doing real great. Now, we stand in faith. We talk in faith. We walk in faith. But bless God, we don't have to put on an air like we're doing better than we are. I remember, this was years ago, we were, we were, uh, we preached the faith message. And uh, we we were doing this play. And in the play, somebody broke their leg. Not in the play, in the script. And uh, 
we had to remove that from the script because we didn't want people breaking their legs. <laughs> we don't want nothing negative. But hallelujah, even though negative things come, we still have a God who is able to raise us up. We all have negative circumstances come our way, but God is the one who lifts us up. Do you know that you are actually called an overcomer? Who is he who overcomes but he who believes that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Let the devil throw all he wants. All I do is remind him of Revelation 2020. And the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are, and they sh he shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and ever. If the devil's picking on you, then start picking on him. And then turn around and start worshiping the Most High God who has been good and His mercy endures forever, who raises us up. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to uh, also, so the lowly man is raised up with Christ, seated with him in heavenly places. He's more than a conqueror. Do you know that the lowly man, which is us, all of us, has been made kings and priests? You are a king and a priest. Well, what am I a king over? Well, first of all, reign in your own mind. Reign in your own thought life. Reign in your own atmosphere. Bringing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love, joy, and peace. Lead on, O King Eternal. Hallelujah. With deeds of love and mercy, thy heavenly kingdom come. Wow, that's good. Well, you know, that's an old hymn. You know that. <laughs> anyway. So what's the difference between, really, in reality, there's not much difference here between the rich and the poor because we're all fading away. You know, uh, we're like a breath. You know, when I was young, I didn't like to hear, hear about that stuff. I didn't like to hear about, you know, we're just a vapor. But we just a vapor. But how that's in the flesh, but our body, uh, our spirit man is going to be, our spirit man is alive in Christ. Come on, so what are you going to live by, your flesh or by your spirit man? Doesn't the scripture say, stir up the gift of God that's within you? The gift of God is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I want to be, I, you know, we're waiting for God to stir us up. The reality is, is he's waiting for you to stir something up. Stir up the gift of God that's within you. Thank you, Lord. How many of us walk by faith? You know, uh, there is a song. I think I was singing it this morning. Oh, if I could only remember. It was a country song. It was a country. Oh. Well, anyway, I forgot it. But anyway, I, 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 uh, 
I saved it. I changed the words. Oh, I'll think of it. Hopefully. But anyway, you know, you can change. You know, there's some beautiful songs that just need to be redeemed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Beautiful songs that just need the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyway. So, no sooner has the sun risen with burning heat than it withers Withers the grass, it, uh, its flower falls, its beautiful appearance, you know, uh, its beautiful appearance perishes. You know, I have a, a, a picture on my phone. I must have been 21, 22. I like to look at that just to see how good I looked. <laughs> you know. And everybody told me I was ugly. Your family tells you that, you know, your, your loving siblings, you know, and kids in grade school and high school, just they don't give you the word of the Lord. So you have to you have to you have to change it. You have to turn it around. You have to you have to speak the word of God when everything else is contrary. But let's go on. He says, so is the rich man will also fade away in his pursuits. Now, this is what this is the key to this verse, because the the rich man here there, you know, because there's rich people, they're saved. Do you know that there are those that were rich that that supplied Jesus's money? You know, the Bible talks about the women that followed Jesus and they ministered to their needs and also their financial. Where'd they get their money? I don't see them taking an offering. Apparently they got some. So God's not against rich people. And you might say, yeah, I'm against those rich people. Well, I'd like to take you somewhere because I've been to places where people are eating out of the dump. Mm -hmm. They are living in cardboard boxes. They are, (laughs) I remember going in in one house. It was a tree with, and this was a nice place. It was a tree with corrugated steel, kind of, you know, here and there. But on the inside, you know, they keep a fire going. And how many of you know fires smoke? So, you know, I was, I was glad to go on and minister, but I was glad to get out. <laughs> but some people are living like that. Of course, we don't even have to leave the United States. We've got, we've got the homeless. Thank you, Lord. So how are we going to define rich and poor? You might say, well, you know, you might think you don't live in a very nice place, but some people would consider that a castle. Mm-hmm. It's true. So we've got to think about what, you know, don't just think, well, I'm poor. Compared to what? Compared to what? 
Well, if your God supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, how poor are you? No, you're not poor. Amen. So, and I could give you other, other passages where, where Jesus, Jesus, there was only one person that Jesus told to give away all you have. Sell all you have and give to the poor. There's only one person he told to do that to. That's why some of us are afraid. Lord, what's your will for my life? I don't really want to hear it. (laughs) Don't really, you know, turn up the Christian music so you don't hear anything. Lord, you know, the Lord told, did I tell you this? I'm sorry if I did, but three times when I spun the globe, I was getting out of Bible school, spinning the globe, Lord, where do you want us to go? Tanzania. Oh, let's do that again. Tanzania. Let's do that again. Tanzania, three times. You know, both of us have been to Tanzania. I thought that was that that stuff don't work. Yeah. So anyway, there's only one person that Jesus told to give every uh, sell everything and give to the poor, and that's because he was into his pursuits and he wasn't into Jesus. If God can get it through you, if he can get the money through you, he can get it to you. Yeah, true. He can get it to you. Just a thought. Okay, let's go on. He says, in verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. All people are going to suffer temptations, tests, and trials. For, the, for if you are one of those that feel like you are singled out, I'm the only one that's not blessed. I'm the only one that God picks on. I'm the only one that God doesn't like. The reality is, is you are not picked on. Everybody goes through temptations, tests, and trials. Hallelujah. Besides that, you are in him, and in him you are more than a conqueror. Verse 13, he says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he tempt, nor does he himself tempt anyone. When you're tempted, watch out what comes out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. It's time to have a heart check when you fall into temptation, test, and trial. But the Bible says God cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he tempt anyone. I remember hearing a, um, an illustration long ago about a tube of toothpaste. Not the pump kind, the tube kind. 
When you squeeze the, the tube, what comes out? What's on the inside? What's on the inside? When you get squeezed, yeah, you know, sometimes I have to repent when I get squeezed. Uh, I'm just true confession. I have to repent sometimes when I get squeezed. But bless the Lord, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Are you awake today? All right. Hallelujah. All right. So, verse 14. But each one, when he is tempted, is drawn away by his own, King James says, lust. He says, but each one is drawn away, uh, when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. What is enticement? It is a lure. It is a bait. It is the bait of Satan. And so we have got to realize that when we are tempted, that we just can't be lured. We've got to watch out because, because we can get to the place where we feel justified and we can get justified in criticism. We can get justified when we are judging others. We, because, you know, not, a, not, all, not all sin is, uh, is sexual. Do you know that? I used to think it was at one time, but... <laughs> not all sin is sexual. Unforgiveness is a sin. Not even forgiving yourself. You know, you know you've got to learn how to forgive yourself. Amen. So, he goes on. He says, then when desire or lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown gives, brings forth death. So can you see how how critical it is that we go after those, those baits and those lures and cut them off so that we are not enticed because, you know, death doesn't come just all at once all the time. Some people, some people have sudden death and some people have a slow death. A slow death. They're slow death. And, what, and, and really what? In reality, for a born-again believer, what is death? It's just separation. Spirit man leaves the body, goes on to be with Jesus. But you know, the, if, we, if we let sin conceive, we can have separation of relationship. We can have separation of joy. Joy leaves us because we're so focused on the temptation, the test, and the trial. I want to get I want to have joy in the midst of my temptation, test, and trial. So what do I have to do? I have to go and connect with God, and I have to go connect with His Word, and I have to step out in faith and start celebrating the good things that God has already ordained for us to walk in. For us to walk in. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. So, if you're a new creation in Christ, where do the evil desires come from? It's a good question. 
your new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I have a new spirit. You're a spirit man. You're soul. You're not a soul man, but you are a soul man. I'm a soul man. Anyway. The problem is you need to be more spirit man than soul man. Because where you have your problem, where we, I shouldn't say you, where we have our problem is that we allow an unrenewed mind and old habit patterns that have not been renewed control our mind. In other words, I'm a new man in my spirit, but I've got to renew this up here. I've got to have, I've got to think the thoughts of God, which I, which I don't have time for Isaiah chapter 55. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. But then he talks about that he would send his word And his word would not return unto you void. So he's going to send his word to our mind and it will not return void. It will transform us so that we're not caught up in temptation, test and trial, even though we'll have them, but they're not going to control us. It's time to control the temptation, test and trial instead of them being allowed to control us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, be not con- the scripture says to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Well, let me just say this. A renewed mind comes by repentance. What is repentance? Come up to the come up to the rail, ball and squall and kick on the wall. No. Repentance is where I change. I'm going walking in a in a direction away from God. I repent by changing my mind, which changes my direction. And you know what? After you change that direction, there's still that thing back there that wants wants you to turn around. But then you just remind yourself of what what God says and what God has done and what God is doing, and it keeps you going in the right direction and getting around people that will help you in the going the right direction. You can't, you cannot, you... It it amazes me. I hear people praying for a job for a long time. They get a job and they're so happy. So, so, a God, God answered my prayer. He got me a job. And they get around the, the workers that are there that are complaining about the job. And you know what? It doesn't take long. And then they start complaining about it. Well, what happened to the miracle that God got you the job? That's because the old, the old keeps wanting to pull us back. 
turn us around. But no, we've got to, we've got to remember the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God. Besides, he didn't get you into that job so you could conform to them. He got you in there so you could spread the word of life. You say, well, I can't preach at my job. You don't have to use words. Use your life. I remember, I, uh, this is my closing story. Man, I didn't even get to my illustration. I was, uh, I was working at a job, and it was a job that I prayed for. It was a job that God got me, and it was a good job. But, you know, I got with it. It was a bunch of guys working at a medical school in the, in the engineering department. That means the heating and the cooling and that sort of thing. And so um, I remember because I felt called to the Lord, and I'm thinking, what am I doing here? I'm, called, I'm, I'm supposed to be in the ministry. I didn't know I was in school at that particular moment. And so um, I was con- kind of complaining. Is there a kind of complaining? I don't know. Just a thought. I was, it wasn't real bad. It was kind of complaining because nobody else heard me. <laughs> Apparently God did. But uh, I was just kind of sweeping the floor. You know, I'm supposed to be in the ministry. Yada, 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 yada. Blah, blah. What were you saying? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it was blah, blah, blah. She was telling me something about a conversation, then it was blah, blah, blah. Well, I needed an interpretation for blah, blah, blah. I said, that was just saving your time. Saving, yeah, that's like uh, fast forward. So anyway, I'm going through this kind of complaining. And the Lord said, whatever you do in word or deed, do all things to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just instantly changed it. I turned it around. I changed my thinking. I changed my words. I changed my attitude. And I did that for two more weeks. And a guy came up to me and says, what's different about you? Didn't preach the gospel to him, but I was living the gospel. He come up to me and I said, well, Jesus. He says, well, I'm a Christian. That was a surprise to me. Probably a surprise to him I was. We were undercover Christians. The reality is, is we've got to believe what God has given us. We've got to express it. We've got to express the good things because, oh man, the next, oh, the next scripture is so good. It talks about God's goodness, which I'll have to save until next, next time. I don't think I'm preaching next week. But sorry. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Heavenly Father, you know, God is so good and he doesn't really require a lot from us in comparison to what he did. Do you know that God, Jesus covered it all? It's an old song. Jesus paid it all. 
All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. And what did he tell us to do? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that, confess that Jesus is Lord. Believe that God raised him from the dead. That means if he raised him from the dead, he's still alive. You know that, that, that Jesus that's alive, the one who forgave the, the woman caught in adultery, he's still alive. That Jesus that cast the demons out of the oppressed, he's still alive. The one who fed the hungry, he's still alive. The one who touched the leper. It wasn't just him touching the leper and healing him. That leper had experienced rejection for years. It was his responsibility to yell out, unclean, unclean, unclean. And if he got too close to people, people started throwing rocks at him. Because they didn't want they didn't want the leprosy. Well, there's more to it than that. But it's the same Jesus that raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Yeah. He's still alive. It's the same Jesus that said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest to your souls. The same Jesus that it talks about in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. The same Jesus that says he will restore your soul. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Would you be willing to acknowledge? Would you be willing to say, I believe in Jesus? I confess him as Lord. If you will, let's do it together. I believe in Jesus. I confess him as Lord. I say that, and I believe that God raised him from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead, and he is a, that same Jesus is alive and ministering to you, not only on Sunday mornings, but Sunday afternoon, Monday. Well, you'd sure like to go back to, on Tuesday or Wednesday, you'd sure like to go back and remember that song that just lifted you up in the church service. You just like to remember, but that same Jesus has never left you, never forsaken you. You know why I know the Holy Spirit's here? It's because you're here. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you. So when you came, you brought the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not hovering in here all week. I mean, he's here because I'm here. 
I try to stir him up a little bit. But the reality is, is he's here because you came in the doors because he is with you and he never leaves you nor forsakes you. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand, please.